Good morning! Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. This morning's episode is titled, God Fulfills His Word. It shall be focused on the study of Ezra chapter 1. Before we go any further, we'll begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you fulfill your word, to recognize that even the word that you have spoken through Jeremiah was now coming to pass, where Israel was taken captive, and, uh, Judah and Jerusalem were taken captive for their sins. We pray, Father, may we, Lord, not be found to be victim to the fulfillment of your word in terms of prophecies that are bringing punishment and judgment upon us, but may the fulfillment of your word that gives peace and good tidings upon our lives be what takes place to us. For Father, may we hide ourselves under the shadow of your wings. You said the name of the Lord is a mighty tower and the righteous run into it and are safe. Help us, Father, to take your word and nothing less. In the name of Jesus Christ, you pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Ezra chapter 1. Ezra, chapter 1. Now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom, and put it also in writing, saying, Thus saith Cyrus, king of Persia, The Lord God of heaven hath given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he hath charged me to build him an house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Who is there among you of all his people? His God be with him, and let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Judah, and build the house of the Lord God of Israel. He is the God, which is in Jerusalem. And whosoever remaineth in any place where he sojourneth, let the men of his place help him with silver, and with gold, and with goods, and with beasts, beside the free will offering for the house of God that is in Jerusalem. Then rose up the chief of the fathers of Judah and Benjamin, and the priests and the Levites, with all them whose spirit God had raised, to go up to build the house of the Lord which is in Jerusalem. And all they that were about them strengthened their hands with vessels of silver, with gold, with goods, and with beasts, and with precious things, beside all that was willingly offered. Also Cyrus the king brought forth the vessels of the house of the Lord, which Nebuchadnezzar had brought forth out of Jerusalem, and had put them in the house of his gods. Even those did Cyrus king of Persia bring forth by the hand of Mithridath, the treasurer, and numbered them unto Sheshbazzar, the prince of Judah. And this is the number of them, thirty charges of gold, a thousand charges of silver, nine and twenty knives, thirty basins of gold, silver basins of a second sort, four hundred and ten, and other vessels, a thousand. All the vessels of gold and of silver were five thousand and four hundred. All these did Sheshbazzar bring up, with them of the captivity that were brought up from Babylon unto Jerusalem. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Burnham titled, The Restoration of the Bride Tree. This is preached in 1962 on April the 22nd. We'll begin at paragraph 210 up to paragraph 357. I trust you'll find it to be a blessing. I used to have a friend of mine, Jim Poole and I, we used to have an old dog, we called him Fritz. And um, so this old dog, he'd, he'd go into anything that I, he treated but a skunk. He was afraid of a skunk because he smelled so. So I'd get him a skunk or the brush pile, the only thing he had to do is just pat him a little bit and say, sicky, sicky boy. He'd go get that skunk, see? Because I was patting him, saying, sicky. Well, that's just what it is. When we, the worst thinker I know was the devil. So when I'm bringing this word out and somebody says, hey, amen, that's sicky boy. <laughs> We get, we get intrigued. So we find out that he took away the joy. You know, David one time lost the joy of his salvation. He didn't lose his salvation, but he lost the joy of it. He cried, Lord, restore to me the joy of my salvation. See? The joy. So this little old palmer worm began to eat that fruit of joy out. Now look here. You people make too much noise. I tell you, all this crying, this saying amen, this shouting, that's nonsense. There's nothing to that. See, first thing you know, he's sitting in a big morgue. You know, sitting there, all of them dead. Some of these 
embalming fluids of so-called doctor of creeds poked into their veins where the Spirit of God ought to be running, where the old church creed pumped in there, no more they're icy cold and dead. Spiritual thermometer 90 below zero. You know, somebody say amen, everybody stretch your neck around like some kind of a goose or something. Well, no, it's a shame when the Spirit of God ought to be joy, peace, love. But this little old bug started eating on it and he'd all the joy away. And then next fruit on the tree is peace. Peace of mind, knowing that you're saved. They tell you, well, now, if you recite our creed, you're saved. If you join my church, you're saved. Well, now, this one says you're not saved. If you go there, you have to join our church to be saved. You have to say, Hail Mary. You have to have your name on this book. You have to have, oh, my, that would take all the joy out. But that's not God's tree. You know where you're at. Amen. That's hybrid. Always, you know what, my story about the mule, he's a hybrid. He don't know who his papa and mama either one was. See, he's a hybrid. But oh, a good pedigreed horse. He knows who his papa and mama was through generations. And how a real good pedigreed Christian, too, that's got the Holy Ghost. He knows a fellow the day of Pentecost. He knows where he's at. He can chase his generations, come back in genealogies to the first beginning of it. Peter had it. On down through the nation and races, they've had it on down. A good pedigreed Christian knows where it comes from. Say, well, I'm Luther. <clears throat> I'm Presbyterian. Oh, you hybrid. <laughs> why aren't you? Why aren't you? Well, you say, uh, what are, why are you born again? Born again of what? The Spirit of God. Amen. That's why you're not hybrid. You're born correctly. Amen. Not with some church creed, but with the Spirit of God. God lives in you. Amen. Now, notice, this little insect started eating. So he eat off all the peace of mind. Oh, and on and on and on and on down. I got a page up here. All the fruits. What he done? Then this little di- fella died out and he become a locust. That was the next stage. Was a locust. Now what does a locust do? A locust eats the leaves. That's right. A locust takes on to the leaves. What the palmer worm left, he left the leaves. He eat all the fruit off the tree. Then what tuck in? The locust come to eat. Eat what the palmer worm left. Now, what did he do? What did this palmer worm do? Destroy the leaves. What's the leaves for? Destroying divine fellowship. That's right. Now, he's, he's, he's Presbyterian. We don't have nothing to do with him. He's Nazarene. He's Pentecostal. He's this, that, that. We don't have nothing to do with him because he don't belong to our group. Have a meeting here for healing of the sick. Huh. Our church don't even believe in it. See? There you, you, what did that little locust do? He took all the fellowship off. That's right. Took all the fellowship. What is fellowship? What does the leaves do? Makes it cool. Where are the birds flying under the leaves? Cool off. There's your tree again. And he shall be like a tree that's planted. <laughs> See? All right. Where people can come and sit down under the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Cool off a little bit. <laughs> you're all flustrated and don't know what's happening. Where you die, where you're saved or not. You don't know whether this church is right or that. So I just come down under the tree that's got some leaves on it. And sit down there. Let the winds from heaven go to blowing like a rushing mighty wind. Through the leaves, you know. And you begin to cool off a little bit. Say, oh, I'm going down and tell that bunch of holy rollers what I think. Just sit down a while and you'll cool off. (laughs) You can't do it in yours because what's the matter? The locust has done eat it all off. (laughs) Eat all the leaves off of it. That's just might as well sit out there in the sun. (laughs) So there ain't ain't no cooling there. All right. Now, so there's... But you know what we're supposed to do? The Bible said that the predestinated church, the predestinated sons of God, what do they do? Set in heavenly places. What is that coolness? Comfort. Feel it at home. Amen. Or everybody's wearing a tuxedo and and next man this way and and somebody looking at it. Hmm, look, she never got a permanent in her hair. Is, don't she look horrible? She don't even have an Easter frown down now then everyone did you know, everyone, Easter frown that's about that don't even have an Easter well, I, well look at him that same old suit he wore last year well what do you know about that you don't feel right there I said to a little woman the other day poor little woman she belonged to a great dignified church now she said she's dying with cancer went out to pray for her brother Roy Roberson here one of the trustees sent me down there and that poor little thing sitting there dying with cancer. And she said, I said, do you, are you a Christian? She said, sir, I, I don't know what to say. She said, I went to a certain church and said, and she started crying. I said, what's the matter? I said, I just couldn't dress right. I said, they looked down upon me. 
Oh, there you are, see? You're, you're uncomfortable, see? But the Bible said that we are to assemble ourselves together in heavenly places. What? All the light. Well, I'll tell you what this will do. It'll make a it'll make a pair of overhauls and a tuxedo suit, put their arms around one another and call each other brother. It'll make an old calico dress, put their arms around a silk satin and say, Sister, how are you this morning? Praise God. That's right. It will. It's joy, peace, love, faith in the Word, long-suffering, gentleness, patience. Sit down in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Cool off a little while. See? That's what the leaves did. But what the old locusts did, he come around eating them leaves all said, You belong to ours or you don't belong to anybody. So it took all the coolness of the Spirit out. See? He fixed himself a creed. All right. Now we got to go on. We can stay a long time on that old locust. But the third stage of him was a canker worm. Mm, that's got a bad name to start with. The canker worm. What does a canker worm do? It goes into the bark. That's the lifeline there. Yes, sir. It goes into the bark and it destroys the covering of the tree. The covering. What is religion? Covering. That's what the word religion means, a covering. So this little canker worm, after he got amongst the congregation, got them all dignified, then he took all the fellowship away from him in the form of the locust. Now he comes around and takes their very religion and makes dogmas out of it. Right. Sets up unorthodox words. Forms himself a religion and gets a bunch of men together and put a creed down there. He takes their very religion, strips it off of God's tree. Very bark that bears the sap that comes up in it. Takes it away. Canker worm. Do you see that insect? It's exactly that canker worm. That was Rome in that early church. First thing that Pentecostals group, not Pentecostal organizations, no sir. Anything that organizes is dead. I'll prove that just in a minute for the scripture. But when it's a, but the Pentecostal experience, who's it for? It's for the Catholic. Who else? The Methodists, the Baptists, the Presbyterian, anybody that wants it. But you won't got to want it. You don't join into it. I've been in the Branham family for 53 years and I don't join the family. Well, I'm a Branham to begin with. I was born to Branham. That's why we're Christians. Not because we're joined into something. That's an organization. We're born Christians by being regenerated by the Holy Spirit. Notice now. Now, this little canker worm began to bore itself into the bark. What did he do? He began to take its religion, its covering, its doctrine away from them. Religion is a doctrine, a covering. It covers anything. That's the reason our religion is by blood. The blood, the life is in the blood that covers the word. And the life is the, it's in the blood. The blood is religion and the life in the blood is what brings the results. Why? You see it? See? It's not covered by fig leaves. Adam and Eve tried that one time. Cain did the same thing. Did you notice that? Cain brought some of the botany life too. See, but it wouldn't work. It didn't work with Adam and Eve. And it won't work today. When God refused it at the beginning, it's refused for eternity. Amen. Man-made creeds and thoughts will never take it. It's God's Word has to do it. And the Word is by the blood. The sacrifice of Christ. That's right. People, as brother said this morning, pulling splinters. Well, you know, there's 19 different nails in the nation today that different organizations are holding and could claim its original nail was in his hand. What happened if it was? I don't want nothing to do with it. Certainly. God never left anything for relics and tokens. He sent the Holy Ghost something alive. What would a nail do me any good? What would the original cross he hung on? What would it do me any good? None of it. Not to know the nail, know the cross, but to know Him. Now, so we're holding on nails, we're holding on relics, and we're holding on places. And today people walk up and down in the city of Jerusalem and, and all of them down in the different places and holding to relics and things. That ain't got nothing to do with it. Not a thing. Things condemned, rotten, and gone on. I went to a church in, in Rome. There were the, the, all these priests that died. They planted them in a garden of, down beneath there and let the meat fall off the bones. And, and then they take the bones out and make light fixtures and put their skulls around. And people come in there and rub them skulls to get blessings until their skulls are white and wore out. 
As you go into St. Peter's Cathedral, there a foot of Peter, they claim there a statue's been kissed off nine or ten different times. Just mold another foot on it. <laughs> Such nonsense. Amen. Superstitions. Amen. That's all it is. Creeds of man-made doctrine. God sent the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Life of God to be in you. Yes. Not in a statue. Amen. You are the guy that God wants to live in. Not a statue. Amen. But in you. Hallelujah. People call holy statues. They are holy God. statues. You are God's holy statue. Amen. The Bible said so. Amen. That's right. Body has thou prepared me. Now... This little fellow started to destroy him. Destroying what? The canker worm got into the bark. Watch what it did. It began to destroy the bark. What did it do? It made a natural church for a spiritual church. Yes, sir. It took away the true and give it a false. Now, remember the leaf, the fruit, the palm worm eat. The leaf, the locust eat. Now the bark, the covering. The religion, the doctrine, the doctrine, the canker worm God. Where did that first doctrine come from outside of the Bible? You historians. You know where it come from? From Rome. Exactly where it started. There they started accepting dogmas. That's how Irenaeus, St. Martin, Polycarp, all of them after John's death, for translating the Word of God. is out on the Isle of Patmos. It burned him in Greece for 24 hours. Brought back and he still wrote the Bible. God was determined that this Bible be written. That's the Word of God. We can't take away from it or add to it. It's the way it is. The Word. Notice, when they got back, when these saints of God trying to hold up that Word, Rome come right in and accepted dogmas instead. Now let's just see what she did. Some of her false doctrines. Watch out. Water baptism. Where they were commissioned. Peter said on the day of Pentecost. Under the influence of the Holy Ghost. Of the word of God. Repent every one of you and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of your sins. Amen. What did Rome do with it? Turned it around and said be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Make it a creed, not a doctrine of the Bible. What did he do? That's a canker worm eating. Amen. Sprinkling instead of immersing in the name of Father. Father, Son, Holy Ghost is no name. There's no such a thing. Father's not a name, Son's not a name, and Holy Ghost is not a name. When Jesus said, Baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, is the Lord Jesus Christ. Exactly what Peter and them did, and all everybody in the Bible was there. There was nobody. I challenge anyone to bring me one piece of scripture. Or one piece of history where anybody was ever baptized any other way than in the name of Jesus Christ until the Roman Catholic Church. Amen. Amen. Do that. And remember, this tape goes around the world. Amen. I've helped congregation ministers with hundreds of them and bishops and everything say, Stand to your feet or come here with your Bible. Or hold your peace forever. Amen. They hold their peace. So they get around behind you and then they start talking about you. Not the very audacity to stand to your face. Common decency to stand and tell you to your face. They're afraid to do it. They know it's wrong. But that's what that canker worm started eating. See? Eating away that real thing. Now you say it's not essential. Anyway, I'm baptized is all right. Is it? Paul said in Acts 19, when he passed through the upper coast of Ephesus, the Bible said he found certain disciples and followers. Apollos, a Baptist preacher, under John the Baptist, was teaching them the word. And they were having great joy. And Paul went over to see them. And he said, uh, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? Well, they said, I'm a believer, but that's not what I'm asking. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? They said, we don't know where it be any Holy Ghost. He said, then uh, what was you baptized? In other words, how was you baptized? They said, we've been baptized. So How? He said under John, he said, the same man that baptized Jesus, wouldn't that be all right? Paul said, no. Not now. No. Said you've got to be baptized over again. And Paul baptized them over again in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, laid his hands upon them, and the Holy Ghost came on them. And Paul said, if an angel from heaven, let alone some preacher, if an angel, let alone this canker worm, 
If an angel from heaven preaches anything else than this to you, let him be accursed. That's right. So you see what? What? The canker worm got to eating. It eat away the baptism of uh, water in the name of Jesus Christ. The next thing that the canker worm did, it taken away the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Because as long as you're going to have that Holy Ghost, it's going to shed light on that word. As long as you do that. So they had to, to do it different. Now I just think of how many Lutherans, Protestants, how many Catholics this morning was confirmed, what they call it, taking First Communion. And they call that Holy Eucharist, which means in Latin word, Holy Ghost. Did you ever see a Catholic pass by the church and yeah. go over yourself like that? Why? It's God in that church. What is God? That little piece of bread. Yeah. That little piece of bread. Round, made like the sun, God that they worship. Wow. Laying on the altar where the mice and roaches pack around overnight. That's not my God. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> First communion. Confirmed to the church. Nonsense. Amen. But that's what they did. That's what the canker worm did. It took away the spirit and give them a piece of bread. Some bread that some priest made or some nun or something. That's what they did. That's exactly right. Go ask now. Go looking back in history and see if it isn't right. And you let that thing be shoved down your throat. Not only them Catholics, but you Protestants. Same thing. All right. That's what they did. All right. And then the Protestant, instead of having the Holy Ghost, you know what they do? They come and join. <laughs> Shake a hand. Yeah. There wasn't a somebody come up the road and shuck a hand on the day of Pentecost come. No, but there came from heaven yeah. a sound of a rushing mighty wind Amen. that filled all the house where they were sitting. That's right. Come down through them leaves on the trees. <laughs> Pour over the bar. <laughs> That's right. Uh, now, now, instead of the new birth, that Jesus said a man must be born again. They adopted joining the church. Come and join. Instead of the word, the canker worm give him a creed. Don't you see? Look here what he's doing. He's giving a natural for a spiritual. Can you see it? Now look, now we, we're, we're on the Catholic line here. But did you know that come right down to the Protestants too? Where do we have the Holy Ghost demonstrations in Protestant churches today? Amen. Where do we have a Pentecostal reaction amongst Protestants? We don't. You have it in Luther? No. Uh, if you do, I won't go to it. I'll go there and just eat and have a wonderful time. Amen. Presbyterian? Where, where, is, where is it at? See, you've adopted something natural. Amen. I'm fixing to leave. You know that. See? <laughs> don't you never let this get out of your heart. Don't take the natural, that's death. This natural man is death. Anything he does is death. It's subject and here for death. It's the spirit that maketh alive. The spirit that gives life quickens it. It's a spirit. So you see, they took, watch what they've done, took the water baptism from Jesus Christ. The Father, Son, Holy Ghost, a title, which is no name at all. Now you say, what difference does it make? All right. Now if you're going to give, um, uh, somebody's going to give you your paycheck Saturday, the, the, um, the man that pays you, instead of putting his name on there, just say from, um, from uh, uh, the uh, boss. <laughs> That's funny. Your paycheck, yes, uh, pay to the order of John Doe, uh, $150 for this week's work from the boss. Put it down the bank and see how it bounces back. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Sure will. Sure. If it don't make a difference, why did Paul command them Christians praising God and having a lot of joy and having the great things going on there? Why did he come? you got to come back and be baptized over again in the name of Jesus Christ. Take the word say, just stay with it. Don't say nothing different. Just say what it said. That's what we're going to be judged by. Now look, that's what they did. Instead of the new birth, they had a joining. Instead of talking the word, they have a creed. Show me in the Bible where they ever said a Hail Mary. Show me the Bible where the Protestants ever quoted Apostles' Creed. Tell me what the Apostles' Creed is in the Bible. Amen. Communion of saints is against it. Amen. Tell me in the Bible where they ever had Father, Son, and Holy Ghost baptism. Amen. It's not there. Amen. And yet you go for it. Now, now, instead of fellowship and brotherhood, 
amongst brothers, they give them a hierarchy. Amen. Pope. Amen. And you got a bishop. Amen. Tells you what you can do and what you can't. And you Pentecostals has got a district presbyter that tells you who you can do. But the church has Christ. That's where you come. See, they give you those dogmas and man-made things and still take it away. What's that canker worm done? Take it right off a tree and give you this. I'll run that off a tree and I'll give you this instead. I'll take that off and give you this. See where you got to? You say, well, Brother Bram, where did every every Protestant church come from? Catholic. That's what Revelation 13, uh, Revelation 17 said she was. Said she was a whore and she was a mother of harlots. Same thing. So don't pot key call kittle black, you know. So don't that's just don't do it. So that's right. Brotherhood, talk away brotherhood. When we ought to be brothers one with another. Amen. Segregated us and made us different. All right. Now watch, here's a good one. I'll get this and then I'll stop on these others. Look. The Bible tells us when we've done wrong that we should purge our souls by the Holy Spirit. Get down. Let the Holy Spirit reveal to us that you're doing wrong. And there stay before Him till you die out. Purging our souls. Now they turn around and give you a purgatory. <laughs> After you're dead, then the priest makes a lot of money to pray you out of purgatory. What's well, nonsense? That's what the canker worm done. Sure. Pray out of purgatory. Cost so many hundred dollars to get this soul prayed out of purgatory. I want you to even find purgatory in the Bible. And it's thing like it. There's no such a thing in the Bible. No, sir. But they give them a purgatory. See? They, after you're dead. Oh, yes, I know. They, they, they say, sure. You hear them say, well, St. Boniface said so-and-so. I don't care what St. Boniface said. Amen. Well, didn't so-and-so say to her, she prayed for her husband, that great sister saint, so-and-so. I don't care what she did. It's unauthoritative word. Amen. It's against the authoritative apostles. Amen. God give those apostles to set the church in order. Amen. And it's built upon the doctrine of the apostles. It's contrary to the word. I don't care what St. Boniface said and what other saints and other saints St. Susie and St. Maria and all those said. It's nonsense. It's no more than any other Hallelujah. It's contrary to God's word. It's a lie. I don't believe on authoritarian words. That's the reason I don't believe these Protestant creeds and things. It's Catholic to the, to the core. It's dogmas. How can you call Catholics and make fun of them having dogmas when you're full of it yourself? Not so much here, but this is on tape, you understand. It goes all over the world. Notice, how can you call them wrong when you take man-made creeds that's contrary to the Bible? Dogma. Just the same as did. Why? You're in an organization that's a daughter to the old prostitute. What is a prostitute? Some woman that lives untrue to her husband. Claiming to be a Christian church and giving out wrong doctrine. Her own stuff. Instead of taking God's holy word. Just like Eve did. Listen to to the devil and cause all death and sorrow ever struck the earth. Come through Eve because she committed a spiritual fornication against God by disbelieving His Word. And that's exactly what the churches are doing today, committing spiritual fornications against God's Word. And they won't even have in the church if you don't agree with their doctrine. Well, they sign me letters. If you'll believe in this and if you'll say this is right, and you'll, I said, I just won't come. No, sir. I'll preach just what this Bible says or not at all. Amen. Stay on that word. That's what we got to do, brethren. Amen. Stay there. Now we're getting down to the last days, and we know that. Amen. The hour is sure. How we can say, oh, they say this, that, and the other. But anything that's unauthoritative, don't believe it. Amen. I don't care who said it. Amen. If anybody, here a sister come to me not long ago and said, um, a certain group of men I preached to ministers about the baptism in the name of Jesus Christ were 300 and something ministers. Plenty of people sitting here at the meeting where the whole council of the Chicago Ministerial Association met me. The Lord gave me a vision, told me where they'd be and what would happen. Amen. And I turned right up and told me, we got the tape here if you want to hear it. See? And I, all the bishops and doctors and cardinals and all of them said, I said, any of you that can condemn it, get your Bible and come here. I said, what's you so quiet about? Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. 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 Why? 
You're afraid of that word. I said, then if you can't, why are you picking on me? Hold your peace. Get out. Do something. And if you can't back it up with the word, then keep still. So then that same group of men sent a lady down and said, Brother Bram, if the angel of the Lord told you, the angel of the Lord, you know, his picture is there, you see. If the angel of the Lord told you that, well, we'll believe it. I said, anybody, that a ministerial group that would be that weak. If the angel of the Lord said, if that angel said something contrary to this word, it wouldn't be the angel of the Lord. The angel of the Lord will vindicate the word. It's exactly what he's always done through every age. He still does the same thing. He stays with the word. And any minister anointed with the Holy Ghost will stay by the same word because the Bible said that the entire Bible was wrote by the Holy Ghost. Now how can you have the Holy Ghost and deny what the Bible says? The very spirit in you. There's record that it's not. The canker worm's been eaten. That's all. Eating away the true things of God. Yes, sir. Unauthoritative word is contrary to the doctrine of the apostles. Oh, my. This is the apostolic doctrine. This is the Bible. This is the Holy Spirit. Every word in it's true. You just believe it and accept it and don't take down it and watch every promise be fulfilled. The manifestation of God present right now. If He isn't just as much God now as He was when the children of Israel crossed the Red Sea, He wouldn't be God. He isn't the same God that fell on Pentecost. And He is right here today. He isn't the same God that there was no resurrection. If he was, if it, what good does a historical God do to you if he isn't the same God today? Amen. What good does it do to send preachers to the seminaries and hatch them out like incubator or chickens and go around like that if there is no such a thing as God? Amen. What do you do to take away the Word of God? Where's your authority at? You say the church. The church is 969 different organizations of them. Amen. Which one of them is right? No one to know what to do. You'd be confused. That's right, but God ain't going to judge the people by the church. He's going to judge them by Christ, and Christ is the Word. Amen. The Bible said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word was made flesh and blood in us. He judged the church and the people by the Word. That's right, the living, resurrected Word. And if that living, resurrected Word says anything contrary to this Word here, then it's not the risen, resurrected Word, because... This, he will bear witness of this truth. He can't say something here and something else over here. I can say something here and something over there because I'm a man. You can too. You can get more knowledge and understanding, but not God. He's infinite. But yes, the first decision, his first thing he says has to stand eternally. It's the same. He cannot say one thing here and something over here. He's got to say the same thing every time in order to be God. So if the Spirit is on you as of God, it'll witness this words of truth every word of it. And if it's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's what the Bible says. Yes, sir. All right. Now, let's hurry and get to the next stage of this little bug. First, he was a polymer worm. What did he eat off of God's tree? Fruit. The next stage he come in, he died in that stage and come in another stage. What did he do now? He come in this time as a locust. He eat all the leaves off. That's the locust habit. Now what's the next thing he done? He come back in another stage as a canker worm and he went into the bark. Now here he comes as a, lo- as a caterpillar. The fourth stage of him. Now as a caterpillar. What is a caterpillar? He's a sucker. Sucks the life. The spirit. The life. That's what he does. Gets right down hold of pulp and goes to suck it. Caterpillar. Here he is. Who are we going to call him? Denomination. Amen. That's that guy's right name. Why? He's a destroyer. Sucks the life. Every time that God sends a move among his people. Every time. And they denominate. Right there they die. I want somebody that knows the history of the church that can condemn that. Show me one time that an organization ever organized that it didn't die right there. The canker worm got a hold of it, took its religion away, and then the sucker come along and took the suck the life right out of the tree. What kind of a life is it? Holy Spirit. What did it do? It couldn't hold the Holy Spirit in there and then still have dogmas the Holy Spirit wouldn't stand for it. So it takes the holy the life out of the tree and gives it a dogma. Makes a denomination. We don't care what this says. Our denomination says this. There you are. Remember, 
after it denominates, it always dies Amen. and never rises again. The first organization was the Catholic, died immediately. Of course, it was dogma to begin with. Out of there, come the first Reformation was Luther, organized and died. Next come Wesley, organized, died. Next come Pentecost, organized and died. Presbyterian, Luther, and all these others, and the and the Nazarene Pilgrim Holiness, and all these organizations that followed along like that, everyone died. Look at them. Why? They organize and that kills them. What do they do? They take in these dumbness. You Nazarenes, a wonderful, the next church to the, the coming up of Pentecost. What was it? You believe in sanctification. But when it come down to the gifts of the Spirit, speaking in tongues and the great powers of God, you call the devils and there you die. Amen. Right. Where's she at today? Dead! Oh, she's got more members, but where is she? <laughs> she's a corpse. I seen her the other night. <laughs> the whole thing, her pastor laying on top, kissing a corpse, making love to it. Said they ain't got no more time anyhow. This is all of it. <laughs> so, I'll get it to you sometime on tape. And see. All right. God planted His tree to bear spiritual fruit. Fruits out of the Spirit. Is that right? But what did man? Man always tried to make it an artificial form. He did back there. He does now. Now that's that's fire hard now and quick. Man has always tried to take the spiritual church and make it an artificial form. Luther had a spiritual church. What happened? As soon as Luther died, they made it a farm. Artificial. What did Wesley do? John Wesley? A great man of God. Who would say John Wesley wasn't a man of God? What do you do? As soon as him and John and Charles died, they organized it. When she did, she died. Exactly. Same thing down through the age every time on everyone. They make artificial, put on good works, biggest congregation, smartest people. The celebrity of the city wants to join us. That's exactly what's happening to you bunch of Pentecostals too. Amen. Exactly right. You, you let down the bars. You got away from the spirit. You wanted big buildings and finery and everything like that. And you got dignified pastors. What'd you do, you mothers? Sent your boys away to some of these seminaries out here to become pastors. Why'd they go to teach them theology and all kind of man-made stuff? And where is it today? They come back a bunch of Rickies and Elvises. Amen. What have you got today? A bunch of Tommy Rock. Amen. Form of godliness. The Bible said in the last days they'd have a form of godliness but would deny the power thereof, the life thereof. Wow! The caterpillar sucked it out. Amen. The organization taken it away. First Timothy 3. Paul said, Know this in the last days the peerless times shall come. Man will be lovers of their own selves, proud, bolsters, blasphemers, disobedient, unthankful, unholy, without natural affections, incontinent, despisers of those that are good, traitor, high-minded, having a form of godliness and would deny the power thereof. Caterpillar sucked it out. Canker worm got on to it a long time ago. We're going to bring that tree down the hole just in a little bit, the Lord willing. The largest place. Oh, sure. Well, you know, our church last year accumulated so much. Oh, sure. Catholic beat you by a million miles. Sure it did. It even got so much in Russia till they run it out and put established communism. They did the same thing in Mexico and they ought to do it all over the world. Where she's at. That's right. Don't you never fear communism. Communism is a godless move. But you hear some of these preachers stand up pulpit condemning communism, communism. I don't believe in it either. But don't you tell the church, oh, we're all going to be swallowed up. whole world's going to become communist. That's exactly contrary to God's word. That's right. Amen. There's no place the Bible says that that'll be that way. But the Bible says that Romanism, the Catholic Church will say Take Daniel and find out the head of gold, King Nebuchadnezzar, Babylonian king, Medes and Persia succeeded him. The Grecian Empire succeeded that. And Rome went to the end. Amen. And Tim toes running every kingdom under the earth. Don't you? There's an iron curtain. There's a bamboo curtain. There's a purple curtain. Amen. Brother, don't you fear the rest of them, but watch that purple curtain. Amen. She's sitting right here on the throne today in this country. Right. Remember, just like Ahab did Jezebel behind him. That's, the Bible calls the Catholic Church Jezebel. Amen. Prostitute. And Ahab was no bad guy. I don't say Mr. Kennedy isn't a nice man. I don't know nothing about him. He's a man. That's all I know. He's a president. I believe he'll make a good president. And it's not him. 
It's that system behind it. Amen. Wait till she gets wormed into the cabinet everywhere she can. Then watch what happens. Look what it done in other nations. Look what it's always done. Amen. Amen. You know what the Bible says in Revelation 13? This nation's number 13. It's got 13 stripes and 13 stars in the flag, 13 stripes in the flag, 13 everything in it's 13. Amen. 13 colonies, 13 everything, and it's down in the 13th chapter of Revelations. Amen. And the Bible says it should come up like a little lamb, freedom of religion, two little horns, civil and ecclesiastical, and after a while they united and he spoke like the dragon did and done everything the dragon did before him. Amen. And the Bible said they made an image unto the beast, the confederation of church, just what they got in right now here in New York City. And there are the great big... Marg up there and all you Methodist, Baptists and Pentecostals and every one of you economical economical people out here trying to do such things as that and selling out your birthrights to join that bunch of babbling? What's the matter with you? Selling your birthrights like Esau did for a mess of pottage, that's all you're going to get. That's all. Form an image of the beast. Exactly. Don't you fear communism. You fear Catholicism. Oh, he said it would come in with flatteries like a lamb. I said, watch it behind it. It's a wolf. It's a sneaker. You watch it. Yes, sir. Of course, it's contrary to the Word. What the Word says has to come to pass. Communism ain't doing nothing but playing right in the hands of God. Amen. Exactly. And why they have to do that? God had to permit communism so that to make these His word come to pass. Amen. Sure. That's. Did you realize that? Did you ever think of that? God has to make His word come to pass. Look where there's four hundred prophets stood out there before, uh, for um, Ahab and Jehoshaphat one day. Jehoshaphat is a righteous man. He said, well, before we go up to Ramoth Gilead, he said, oughtn't we to, to consult the Lord? Ahab said, yes, sure. See, Jezebel behind it all, you know, said, we'll, uh, we'll, I got 400 prophets here. We'll bring them up. All fine people brought them up. They all prophesied, said, go on up. Lord's with you. Yeah. That didn't sound right to this godly man, the king of Israel, or the king of Israel. Up there. It didn't sound very right to him. He said, isn't there another one? 400 preachers already in one accord saying, go up, the Lord's done spoke to us and said, go on up. He said, but uh, there ought to be another one somewhere. <laughs> he said, I got one, but I hate him. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. He said, he's always bawling me out. He's always saying evil against me. How could he do anything else when the word of God was against him? So they sent and got Micah. Micah said, go on up. Yes, that's right. But I seen Israel scattered like sheep having no shepherd. <laughs> And then he, that big preacher walked over to the bishop and smacked him in the mouth. Said, where did the Spirit of God go when it went out of me? I mean, he said, it wasn't in to begin with. So then, so then he said, you'll find out one of these days. He said, he said, he said Ahab said, put him back in the inner prison. Feed him the bread of sorrow and the water of sorrow. He said, when I return in peace, I'll deal with this fellow. He said, if you return at all, then the Word of God hasn't spoke to me. Amen. Wow! Why? He was right with the Word. Right with the Word. Any prophecy, don't stay with that Word. That's exactly that's the reason I say today, no matter how good it looks, how many preachers are saying this, that, or the other, communism's going to take the world and throw it down. Don't you never try to fight communism. Fight Romanism! That's thus saith the Lord. The Lord said Romanism is going to rule. Not communism. It's just a puppet. But you see, he had to do that. The Lord told Micah, I've got to send Ahab out there. Have them preachers to say that. To send Ahab out there in order to make Elijah's words come to pass. God had to let communism raise up. What did it do? They run all these years marched together and made a confederation of churches to join up to make an image of the beast just what his word said would take place. Don't you worry about that. You watch the thing it's forming under. That's right. Mm. Amen. I guess I'm wearing you out. But, no. No. but that's true. I don't know why I speak to you again. I may never. We don't know we may never meet again. But I want you to know what's truth. Yes. What's this word is the truth. Not me. This word. This is it. My word's contrary to this. And don't you believe me. You believe that. Amen. Then if you say, well, we got that. And you're preaching contrary to it. Then it's your duty to come to me. That's right. right. It's your duty to come to me. Just come and let's see what's the word. Now, now, therefore, we find out that it was it's communism 
is gathered together. God said Gog and Magog there will gather together, sure, to bring about the battle. That's exactly true. Of course, it's going to bring these forces together. It has to come. The Bible said it would. God planted this tree to bear spiritual fruit, and man has always tried to make it an artificial farm, having a form of God. The largest buildings in the city, sure, millions of dollars. My goodness, and people preaching Jesus is coming and spend six and eight million dollars on a building somewhere. And missionaries, I know missionaries on the field. That's right. That's preaching the gospel without a pair of shoes on. That's right. Eating two meals a week. My God. Can you see why, brother, we what's the matter with people? I don't actually believe they believe he's coming. Your 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 words speak well your your life speaks louder than your words. See? He's, I'm a little missionary's where I come up in my meeting like that. No shoes on, a little pair of pants tied around him like that. Living out there with fleas and amoeba and bugs and all kinds of sickness and everything else out there. Little old hands eat up and eat up with amoeba and everything else down there. Say, so you brother Brenham is there. I said, oh, bless you. I'll always pray for you. I thought, oh, God. Let that man pray for me. Yes, that's the guy. That's the one. I, I, I read your articles, Brother Brandon. You sure tell the truth. We're right with you. Oh, brother, that's that's the boy. That's him. Poor little guy. Here's somebody say, you know who that is? Oh, I said, he don't belong to our organization. That's who is he? Well, he ain't with us. Well, who is he? Oh, he's he's an independent. Oh, he is. Uh huh. Well, what does he do? Oh, he's got a little work out there. He he won't join him with us. Well, I want to know about him. Uh, you know, when I was a little boy hunting apples in an apple orchard, I always found the tree had all the clubs under. You know, got clubs right good in the heart. That's where the good apples was. They say, well, he's just a holy roller. You know, you always put the scarecrow where the good trees at. The devil does the same thing. Scare you off of it. As we get towards the end of this episode, we'll end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for prophets like Ezra, who spoke your word in its fullness and did not compromise and said exactly what it said. We thank you, Lord, for prophets like Jeremiah, who were a testimony against the people even when sin was on every side and they stood and professed the word of God. May that be our testimony too. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you. Prophets.